0: to the CobraCast with the present VP. For this episode we would like to thank these valued partners. Welcome to another episode of the Cobra Cast Around the Globe series. Et Dog, why don't you fill the people in on where we're headed today?
2: Mate, today we are off to the home of the Calgary Hitman and the home of ice hockey. Calgary, Canada, mate.
0: Calgary, Canada. That they play footy over there, where the hell? Uh,
2: Calgary Calgary, mate, is, is located in the province of Alberta. Which is the fourth largest province in Canada?
0: All right. So, how long is it going to bloody take us? How far away is Canada? Uh, well, Calgary.
2: Well, mate, it's uh it's around about fourteen thousand kilometres from Melbourne. It would take uh, was it just under eighteen hours to fly direct.
0: All right, nice. So we're we're headed to the home of the one and only Sweeper. It's uh, the city of Calgary covers eight hundred and thirty-five square k's and it has a population roughly of 1.3 million people Um, which is a bit bigger than uh, West Lothian that's for sure. Uh,
2: now, As we said the one and only swooper is one part of that population Uh, Calgary's most famous landmark is the Calgary Tower located in downtown Calgary. As we've said mate it's the national sport Is ice hockey The home of the Flames And the Hitman
0: Nice uh, Their national dish Which is uh, A favourite of mine Is poutine Uh, It's It's uh, Fries Covered in cheese Curds And gravy It's It's Definitely recommended Created in the 1950s In Quebec The dish Can be found everywhere today Like many places Over here All the burger joints They're getting onto it Because it's delicious
2: that does sound uh, quite tasty, mate.
0: So, Calgary is a 37-hour drive from Montreal, the birthplace of the one and only Philip from South Park.
2: Am I your friend?
0: I'm not your friend, buddy.
2: <laughs> and you're not my buddy, guy.
0: I'm not your guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, there's a, few, a couple of notable people born in Calgary, but the only two people that really matter to me uh, the famous Brett the Hitman Hart And the late, great Owen Hart
0: Definitely, definitely uh,
2: Did you know, right, mate That AFL Canada was established in 1989 When two clubs were formed And played in the inaugural Conica Cup game in Toronto,
0: Ontario They also have eight leagues across the country Eight Eight leagues in Canada, Jesus They have 835 registered players. That's bloody amazing.
2: That's pretty bloody incredible, mate. Did you know, actually, in uh, 1987 in Vancouver, so not quite Calgary, but not too far away, 32,798 people turned up to watch a game between Melbourne and Sydney.
0: In 1987, Jesus. 1987, mate. Um, So footy has been going a while over in old uh, Canada.
2: Yeah, it's actually a bit surprising when we were—I was looking up the facts to try and ask our guests some questions—and yeah, actually, fairly popular sport across there.
0: Yeah, so we're going to chat with uh, a former president of the Calgary Kangaroos.
2: that will be uh, you one day, mate—the former president.
0: Oh, kicking me out the door already, buddy? Jeez! I uh, guarantee you, mate. I for your—I
2: ain't going for your job, so you're there for the long run.
0: <laughs> but I'm yeah, happy we're going to s- be in the VP. <laughs> We're going to speak to Gareth about uh, all things, not only Calgary kangaroos, but football in Canada and North America alike. Um, it was a great chat. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but
2: how about that uh, brown bear story? That was quite incredible.
0: Yeah, mate. There's some ripper stories about uh, brown bears taking over their field and um, some of the the trips that they've been able to go on through playing footy for Calgary. So interesting. Listen. But uh, Yeah, let's let's get into the chat with Gareth. He's uh full of some great information about not only uh the ma- the men's football over in Canada but surprisingly how how big a women's football is over in Canada, which is was and, probably um, the biggest takeaway from that.
2: And Aussie kick as well. That was yeah. amazing.
0: Aussie kick. So Listen to how they get Auskick started with all the Aussies heading over there and making babies and starting up Auskick. So I uh, hope you all enjoy. Uh, joining us today, we have uh, Gareth Williams from the Calgary Kangaroos. Welcome, mate.
1: Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, it's uh, not a pleasure to have you on and uh, see your you, you little mascot in the background there, The, the Kangaroo, so it's uh
1: That's great. Yeah. yeah so this, this year we decided to um name our mascot rocky rocky roo So that's our new mascot. We're hoping to get like a, a full-on mascot costume that you know if Anybody shows up late like, to the Oz kick or the games. They probably have to wear no matter how hot the sun is
0: Nice, I, I like the idea. We we need to get a mascot ourselves. I think that'd be
2: oh, we've got the uh, Buster behind us might then he throws on the jumper. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Your Little dog Um. So just a bit of time difference, Rifty, it's currently recording this, it's about quarter past 11 on a Saturday morning, which makes it quarter past seven on a Friday night over in Calgary, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um,
2: we were saying on the last episode, Rifty, of the Round the Globe, that I'm normally sitting there telling the um, boys not to have a beer when we're chatting to them, but in West Lothian it was eight o'clock, uh, this morning I'm the one not having a beer and having a coffee instead.
0: Yeah, it's uh, something different. Usually, of uh, trying to discreetly drink your beer, but uh, <laughs> <A> bit different <laughs> today, mate. On the coffees today. How's, um, um oh, go ahead, Rift. Yeah, just so uh, how how are you going over at Canada at the moment? How's the isolation going? And I know you. It's seven o'clock at night, so you you won't be gearing up to go out for for a Friday night, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, how's it all going?
1: Yeah, it's been going okay. I think um, the government in Alberta, so we don't have states here. We have what's called provinces for the most part, and uh, the provincial government's starting to look to reduce the uh, restrictions. So bars and restaurants, I think, are going to be allowed um, in the middle of May to have half the customers come in they usually have. So that's good for us. Um, the kangaroos have uh, three sponsors, which are pubs and bars. So sort of the usual footy team or drinking team with a footy problem. Um, so yeah, we're hoping our sponsors can open up again, and they don't, uh, you know, go under or anything. Because a lot of businesses in Calgary have been really struggling with COVID.
0: Yeah, it's uh, an uh, unfortunate across the board. We've sort of a uh, couple of sponsors I have in the background there, are, are venues themselves that are unfortunately closed at the moment. Um, and Just one thing, Rifty, um,
2: seeing at the time of recording this, seeing. Uh, that Mulgrove Country Club is starting to do takeaway menus. Oh, so I'll point that out so people yeah, can, yeah, nice. You know, they feel like a feed and takeaway. Go to see uh, Mulgrove Country Club.
0: Yeah, nice. So, uh, um, saying that it's uh, pretty great that there's venues over in Canada that are getting behind the uh, the Aussie game. So that's that's a a good thing. When we spoke to um, West Lothian in our last one, he said that. They have trouble gaining sponsors because they are, nobody knows what football is over there and they sort of find it hard to to engage the community over there to get sponsors. Yeah, that's part of the
1: reason that uh, our sponsors are pubs is because we probably put more money across the bar than they give back to the club. But yeah. it also works in our favour. Like, we don't have a clubhouse like I'm sure you guys have. So we have to have somewhere to, to meet up and drink after training or for our events and functions. and uh, usually grand final night. So with the time change, um, the grand finals played normally It's a Friday night, um, sort of starting at 10 p.m. So, so it's was a big party at one of
0: our sponsor sponsor bars. Yeah, also well, sounds sounds great. So just a little bit of a background on uh, the Calgary Kangaroos and how you got started.
1: Yeah, so the Kangaroos were started, I think it was in 2001, so quite a while ago now. Just a few Aussie expats got together for a kick in the park, and then they decided the next year, 2002, they wanted to sort of get the club started. And I think North Melbourne was, you know, really up and about uh, at that time, uh, back in 2002. So they named them the Cal- Calgary Kangaroos to make sure everybody know knew it was a real Aussie thing. Uh, and then, yeah, we've been going since then. Um uh i've been with the club since 2002 so i i kind of put my hand up to speak to you guys to uh, sort of give you as much information as i could and i've been club president uh for a number of years in the past
0: but currently i'm just on the board okay cool so uh 2002 was that was the year you played your first game and
1: yeah for me like uh like every canadian guy like my background was a different sport obviously i came from soccer and you know, I was looking for uh, something that was a bit more physical and social aspect to it as well. And, you know, the Calgary Kangaroos really have that. Like, it's a great bunch of guys. Normally, it's um, the club is half Canadians and half Australians. And uh, a mixture of sort of Irish GAA players and, you know, the random English, Scottish, Irish guys coming in as well. Um, yeah, and I I traveled to Australia in 99-2000 and I'd seen... Um, Hawthorne play uh, North Melbourne actually um, at the MCG so that was the only game I've watched live and so I'm also a North, Merble- North Melbourne
0: supporter well that's unfortunate <laughs> uh. oh, no, I well, the reason I a bit, decided yeah. to
1: cheer for them is the, the girls at the hostel were Australian and they were like you, you can't cheer for Hawthorne because they have the worst colours so the other team yeah, I had to cheer for North Melbourne so it worked out for when Calgary I'll started be- their team that's fair enough. So
0: I agree with that.
2: So you had your first game in 2002. Um, obviously every club around the world has got a rival. Who's your main rival?
1: Um, well, Calgary's traditional rival just as a city is Edmonton, which is the largest city besides us in Alberta. Um, so we're obviously always going to really go hard against the Edmonton uh, Wombats they're called now. When they first started, they were the Bush Rangers. They sort of had a you know, had to restart their club. Um, yeah, they struggle sometimes to to get a, a side to rival us. So sometimes, we, you know, definitely when we go down to the United States, there's some big rivals we've had um, to try to to win Division One of the uh, American competition that we play. And I, I think if you if you interview a few of the American clubs, you'll definitely hear about U.S. Nationals, which is a huge footy tournament that happens in in October of every year.
2: Yeah, sweet. We'll probably get onto that actually a bit later with you. Um, when I was chatting to you, organizing this up, and you gave me a bit of information about your club, you mentioned the Bush Rangers and how the uh, name was a little bit uh, funny to you guys. Can you explain why?
1: Yeah, like for Canadians, bush, bush and beaver, those are all synonymous or other words for ladies. Um, what do you say, fanny? Is that, <laughs> or is that English? I don't
2: know. It's American, I think. Let's just go downstairs area, I reckon. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> yeah, I think when we were trying to get some um, coverage in the local newspapers, and the reporters were like bushrangers, like so. Yeah, maybe it was better they changed the names to the wombats. But
0: yeah. so there's the, they don't know the history of Ned Kelly over in Canada or anything like that, do they? So no, most Canadians would never have heard of Ned <laughs> Kelly unless they've been over there. No, that's fair enough. So, um, how many players did you have when you first started out? Compared to now?
1: Um, I, when we first started out, it was kind of like playing more like uh, nine-a-side footy. We would sort of use rugby fields. and We didn't have a proper footy field um, over the years. So in Calgary, over the years, um, Calgary's economy is really based on oil and gas. And um, there was a real boom time where um, there was a lot of jobs and money here. And uh, at that, in those years, um, we had three 18-a-side teams in Calgary. Which is pretty good for a city of 1.3 million, where you know footy is just not known in North America, really. Um, the economy has kind of gone down now, especially with COVID, um, but the price of oil. So it's it's more getting to be more like you know we get 218 aside teams on game day in Calgary. We sort of play a metro league, so. The Kangaroos is the club in Calgary, but then when we play Metro games, the names are the, the Bears, the Cowboys, and then we also had the Wolves, which were the three Metro teams.
0: Yeah, nice. So uh, when we spoke to West Lothian uh, yesterday, that he mentioned that they were also a, a, an oil town, and so a lot of the uh, Aussies followed the oil over there and worked the oil. Um, so I'm guessing that is a bit of the same with the Aussies going over there to to make their fortune, working the oil rigs and stuff.
1: Yeah, for some of the young guys, um, I think I don't know how it works now, but I know that Canadians can get like a two year work visa to go to Australia to backpack and work. So a lot of the times it's just Canadian girls going to Australia, meeting an Aussie guy, and dragging him back here, and you know maybe he stays and has kids um, or something like that. So a lot of the the guys in the clubs in the club who've stayed. Um, in Canada are married to Canadian girls. So that's uh, also our recruitment is through that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just send the ladies over. One of our our ex-coaches has actually done that himself. He's hitched up with a girl over in Canada himself and got a nice little family. So shout out to Sweeper. Uh, But how hard has it been to get players and coaches, like especially coaches in uh, Calgary,
1: Um, Normally for coaching, we just sort of, you know, one of the guys who's willing and has some of the most football knowledge might be a player coach. Um, One of the guys who's been coaching a lot for us, um, Greg Rowe, he played in the Sandfell for the the West Adelaide Bloods. So, you know, he's a super good player and um, really knowledgeable about footy. And, you know, he's married um, with three kids now. Um, And another guy, uh, Dane Rolfe, he he played for the Norwood Red Lakes. um, both really talented players. And it's funny because in Canada you have these guys who are played at a super high level and then you also have new Canadian guys who are, you know, you have to teach them hold the ball like this and, you know, the rules and everything. So it's such a difference between the, the levels of skill. But I think for the most part, it's it's a really social um, group and it's all about having fun and having the Aussie chat for the Aussies, but the Canadians love the game too.
2: Yeah. Yes, it's a bit of a talent if you're coming from west adelaide and sandville that's for sure um one thing that west lothian um has said they have had and what you guys have had is a women's team now that's fairly new in australia for clubs to have their own women's team um how do you guys get that started they're called the calgary kookaburras um when they start how do they start and from my uh chats with you they've been quite successful
1: yeah, so I was thinking about that today. Like when we, when the women's team started in Calgary, it was 2005, and like the AFLW was, you know, still many years off. So I think some of the guys in the the men's team were sort of not fully supportive of it. You know, they thought, well, footy's just a man's game. Um, we just kind of want it to be, you know, the men's club. So there was a, a fellow named Jake Anson who's actually a he has a role with the Brisbane Lions now. He's gone back to Australia, but um, he got the team started, the Kookaburras, and I think because they were kind of a bit separate from the men's team, they had to really do all their own recruiting, their own training, and and they became really successful. Um, they've when Canada won the international cup in Australia um, in 2017, beating Ireland, to basically be the best team of women players aside from Australia. Um, they had, a, I think, about five. Canadian, sorry, Calgary girls. So yeah, Calgary's produced some really talented female players, and the women's team tends to be maybe one or two Aussies, but otherwise it's all Canadian ladies.
2: I think that was um, a fair bit of thinking, even in Australia, when clubs were starting to get women's teams up and going. Was a bit of a nah it's a men's game, leave it as that. And then the last probably maybe five years, it's just boomed to uh, women's. A lot of clubs have women's teams now, and it's great to see. Um, go ahead, Rift.
0: Yeah, well, just uh, on that, it's um, it's great that other countries are embracing that side of it, and and it, you know it's it's a sport that we feel is for everyone, and and um, to have women's football thriving in other countries is amazing. And uh, like you said, our AFLW, which is uh, you know the pinnacle of AFL football, uh, women's football, is only what three years into its it's life, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few Calgary girls uh, jumping over and trying their hand at uh, AFLW in the new future for sure.
1: Yeah, I know at least one of our Calgary girls is over there right now. Um, I forget who she's playing for. It's not the AFLW quite yet, but she's uh, playing for a good a good club. So yeah, that's that's
0: the hope. Yeah, nice. And so you mentioned that about the playing against some US teams, and you. Compete in a US AFL. Uh, how many clubs are involved? How many divisions? And how long does it run for?
1: Yeah, I had to look it up on Wikipedia, but that tournament started in 1997. Um, from what I know, it's the biggest Aussie rules tournament outside of Australia. Um, it's held in a different city in America every October, um, but often it's in places like Ohio or Texas. It's been in Kentucky, it's been in Las Vegas, it's been in some really cool spots. So for us, it's kind of a year-end trip and party. We have our Mad Monday um, after that tournament. Um, in certain years, we took it really seriously and we came very close to winning the, the top cup, the Division One Cup. Um, there's about four men's divisions and two women's divisions. And I think I said, yeah, there's about a thousand players that sort of descend on a, a city in America for footy and it's a huge tournament. Um, normally, the AFL sends out uh, some celebrity like uh, Mason Cox or um, I forget her name, the the woman who won the the Best and fairest um, for the AFLW. She was being there, and uh, Dipper Domenico, if that's his name, I think he was there yeah. many many years yeah. ago. There's always, there's always a celebrity they they sneak in, and yeah, it's a, an amazing fun weekend.
2: Yeah, I was going to skip forward a couple of questions. Uh, the social side of stuff. You just said that you use that trip as your annual um end of season footy trip what's the social side of stuff like at Calgary Kangaroos
1: yeah it's a big part of the sport like um like i said growing up playing soccer it was just kind of you played and you went home there was no real social side to it but you know that's a huge part of our club i think as well with there being half the team aussie expats like they want to hang out with their aussie friends and talk about home and you know canadians love a beer and love to go out and socialize too and um, you know, normally after training, um, we go for beer and hot wings. You know, hot wings aren't really a thing in Australia, but we do that after training. And, you know, most weekends there's a, there's something going on, whether it's a, a formal, not a formal, but like a, an organized club event or just some guy throwing up um, a message on the private Facebook group, oh, let's go for beers or let's meet up.
0: So, yeah, you definitely speak in the language of many of our <laughs> players when you mentioned beer and hot wings and – uh, that social side of things, I think, uh, mate, we can't we can't go s- spreading that message too loud because you'll have uh, Aussies from everywhere coming over to Canada for some uh, footy, beer, and hot wings. I think.
1: Oh, I hope so. Like, uh, you know, you should you should look up definitely like Banff, which is near Calgary, and there's a, a million Aussies it seems like who come and do their ski season work for a year in places like Banff. Um, yeah, so. We don't always get those guys to come and stay because it's about an hour away from Calgary. But we also have a tournament um, that we play in Banff, just so we can go up there and just shake the Aussies out of out of bed and put a jersey on them and play against them yes, for one uh, weekend.
2: What tournament is that?
1: Uh, that's the Banff the Banff tournament. And then there's also a place called Fernie, and this year we had planned the Fernie tournament as well, which is sort of another ski town. But obviously, uh, COVID's you know made that not possible. Yeah.
2: So back to social side, you said, as I said, you used the end of season trip for that USAFL tournament. Um, What's the best trip you've guys had for your end of season? Like what's one that just sticks in memory that you probably can't tell too many stories of?
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) I don't know. For me, there's, we've been to Austin, Texas a few times, and uh, Austin's just a really fun city. Um, it's sort of a college town, but it's huge into live music. So every bar and pub in Austin, Texas has live music playing. It was a huge party. And it, normally in Calgary in October, the weather is starting to turn, you know, cold and it's snowing. So if you go somewhere like Austin, Texas, where it's hot and sunny and get to party and carry on all kinds of uh, Mad Monday shenanigans. And every year we have to, you know, the one of the biggest decisions of the, the season is to decide what the Mad Monday theme is going to be. I know one year it was Batman or, you know, Batman costume. So we were in a bar and one guy got into trouble and the police officer came in looking for Batman, but there was like 30 <laughs> guys. He like,
0: just like turned and walked out again. But all right, probably that's, one of the stories I can tell you. <laughs> that's, that's absolute genius, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: they can't arrest all of them, can they?
0: No. Nah. They can try. <laughs> and um, So... You mentioned about the sort of smaller league that you have in uh, is it in Alberta with uh, a few different smaller clubs. How many clubs are involved in that and how many games do they play?
1: Um, so in the city of Calgary, what we do is we sort of split up. Um, during the summer, it's pretty much every other weekend. So for three months, we play um, every other weekend. And we try to make it 18 a you know, if everyone shows up. And those are sort of our Metro games. Um, and then we also play games against the Edmonton team, the city to the north. Um, we play them about three times a year. And then Calgary, the city itself, um, has this party called the Calgary Stampede. And it's it's known as the biggest outdoor show on earth. Um, and it started off as like a rodeo. and Now it's like this huge 10-day party, which I always describe it as like Mardi Gras, except everyone's dressed like cowboys. And yeah, you'll have like, I'm a lawyer, um, but everyone downtown, lawyers, bankers, accountants, everyone's dressed up, you know, cowboy hats and cowboy boots and jeans. And for 10 days, you're just socializing and partying. Part of it is that Canada's summer is so short that, you know, 10 days for sort of a big Mardi Gras type party is something that the city does. This year has been canceled. But that's one of the times we hold one of our um, tournaments to try to attract teams from out of
2: town. Yeah, nice. I did see that on your um, social media that it had been, because it happened quite recently, was it? Or quite soon?
1: Yeah, it was going to happen in July. It's the first sort of 10 days of July, more or less. And then, yeah, they, they decided to cancel it recently. Yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of social media, when I was scrolling through your uh, Instagram, I come across a picture of a, was it, a, brown, a brown bear attending a game in Canada. I need to know more about this story.
1: Yeah, something actually pretty cool that AFL Canada put on. So they put on sort of like a a state or province of origin tournament. So if you were a Canadian player, um, you represented your province. So we were playing in British Columbia near Vancouver. Um, And we were just before the first bounce, I think, of the first game. Someone just said, oh, there's a a bear over there. Bears, they actually, they eat a lot of things like roots and berries and flowers. And he was just over there eating flowers and... Eventually made his way and walked off, but yeah, it was a cool thing to grab the photo of, uh, sort of get our guy and bear in the background, minding his own business, but to come check our
2: footy. I think maybe we've had a dog run on the ground. That's probably as much excitement we get down where we are. Yeah. Uh, so a lie, actually. They might get a brown bear, but we get the bear trap.
0: Yeah, we do have the bear <laughs> trap running around, but yeah, most of the time it's just a... Uh, a dog that's got off a leash and then someone has to quickly run out with a shovel to clean up after it. <laughs> got an eagle on the wing. Yeah. Um, so how did... Like, you obviously started out as president quite a while ago. How did you uh, become the president and and what did it entail for the years that you were you were taking that role?
1: Um, I didn't start as the president. There were some other guys who started but I took over. Um... It, it, there's no set role necessarily. I think it often just falls on the guy who has the most passion and drive for advancing footy um, at the time. Um, I think when I was doing it, I was a student, so I had a bit more of free time just, just to organize and, you know, obviously social media and things have changed over the years. But when I was doing it, it was a lot of just booking the fields and organizing, making sure we had insurance and schedule and, you know, all the players rounded up like cats to make sure that they, came on game day and came to practice and harassing them over emails and stuff. Yeah.
2: I'm going to ask on behalf of the two presidents and the West Lothian president, is part of the job also to stop the players from whinging?
1: Uh, well, you can't really stop that, can you? But <laughs> I don't know.
2: That was the same Sometimes it's the board you know members that.
1: who do the most whinging. I don't know.
2: Yeah, more, yeah I could believe that. <laughs> um, speaking of board members and people like that, you actually have a full-time employee at the club. Um, how did that come, up, uh, come about and what's his role within the Calgary Kangaroos?
1: Yeah, so it's pretty cool for us to do. Like um, Our past president, Lachlan Griffith, he put in a huge amount of effort to get us registered as a, a charitable sort of organization, which allowed us to volunteer at casinos. Um, so when, where we live, casinos have to give quite a lot of money back to the, the community I guess that sort of offsets casinos you know, not being a great thing for society maybe, but anyway, we we got access to quite a large amount of money through that. And we've used a lot of that to um, pay a full-time um, is actually a youth development sort of Auskick guy. His name is Jared Moore and he's came over from Australia. Um, so he's been, you know, really busy for the last two years going to schools. I think he's, um introduced Aussie rules to about twenty five thousand students um of all ages in Calgary. And the hope is really that that's gonna be a huge payoff in the future when we don't have to try to convince guys to come out and play footy. Like they'll know what it is from school and being a kid and Oz kick, which is which is huge, but it takes a while for that to pay off.
2: Uh Oz kick. How How does yeah Calgary get an Oz kick in this like now? Like we started Oz kick what, two years ago, Rifty?
0: Uh, just last year. Yeah, last year, last year.
2: year. So how did that come about to get an Oz kick? And from what you were saying, it could be the uh, Calgary Kangaroos members making the most of their, their long winters.
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure how we, we set it up. That would be a better question for Lachlan. But I know the AFL's been very supportive of providing equipment and balls and, and things that I think are very discounted or even no cost to us to use. Um, and then... Um, I guess the government here uh, provides a fair bit of support, I guess, if you're trying to develop youth sport, So even the Canadian government has been very helpful in, or the Alberta government to help us advance that. And footy is such a cheap sport. I mean, all you really need is a mouth guard and a pair of cleats, um, whereas, you know, hockey or ice hockey, as you call it, like that's a very expensive sport and not really affordable for a lot of children.
2: I'm just gonna detour a little sec <clears throat> a bit. You just mentioned ice hockey. Uh I think our captain of our club would be very annoyed at me if I didn't ask about the Calgary Flames and if you're a supporter of them.
1: Oh of course, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh yeah, our captain is a fairly mad Calgary Flames fan, so there you go Dico might ask the hard question for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well he'll he'll understand why we hate Edmonton
0: the Oilers and the city's rivalry there. Yeah he he loves a good rivalry. Yeah um and he's a uh, he's always passionate about the teams he chooses to support. So he'll uh he's right right there with you and uh the hate for Edmonton. Um as, as much as the Aussies
1: like show us Canadians, you know, their their footy skills like if we can get the Aussies out on the ice and skate around playing hockey then it's a totally different. Uh
2: I absolutely. I, I should have worn my um Calgary Hitman jersey. I've got rift for this episode.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um, speaking of the sort of hockey and stuff like that, where, a lot of the Canadians that, that end up playing footy, do they have backgrounds in hockey and other sports or do a lot of them just sort of take up footy instead of playing those other sports?
1: Yeah, mostly everyone's grown up playing different sports. Um, pretty much every kind of sport, rugby, hockey, soccer, basketball, football or gridiron as you'd call it. Um often there's just sort of an interest in playing a different sport. Like I think a lot of people think Aussie rules is really cool and like cool sport, but it's hard for us to get players sometimes just cause everyone, I think they sort of have this idea from the 1980s, you know, nineties Biff Bumps and brawlers videos that like, it's just, there's no, Canadians always say, Oh, that's that sport that doesn't have rules. I and mean, you can just take people's heads off <laughs> and do whatever. So it's,
0: Coming from it's a place weird. that place like, ice hockey where they, Legally, can uh, fight stick check, yeah. and they throw the gloves down and s- swing punches, and then just sit in the sin bin for a few minutes. So.
1: Yeah, it's funny that like so many Canadian guys are, are scared to play footy, but like hockey's our passion, and you know, I always tell them that you know hockey is probably way more <laughs> more likely to lose your teeth doing that. Yeah, well,
0: I actually played uh, gridiron, as as we do call it over here. Um, For a few years as a junior and compared to Aussie rules uh, there's a lot more harder hits happening in gridiron when you've people say oh you've got pads on for protection but you know the same in hockey you're using those things as weapons and uh you know in footy all you've got is your body so as hard as you like to hit somebody is as hard as you're gonna get hit so
1: not using your head as a weapon right
0: yeah exactly so you guys should different? watch the
1: Aaron Hernandez um, sort of Netflix show. that's crazy what what happened there with that NFL gridiron player.
2: Yeah, I'm a Pats fan and we're both actually pretty big into our gridiron. Yeah, it's a bit of a sad story, that one of what can happen to you, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's definitely sad, but it's almost defies belief that like a top level athlete at that level could be getting away with murder basically for still playing <laughs> the highest level. Like, Imagine
0: an AFL player doing something like
2: that. It, would... it just goes on about it like nothing's ever happened before. It's quite
0: incredible. Um, Our players don't get away with uh, <laughs> having three people over for dinner or something without it getting put up on social media. So I don't know how they'd get away with murdering someone.
2: Yeah,
0: you Can't even use any chopsticks in
2: Australia. <laughs> um, right, now this is pretty cool what you told me about this. You've done a fundraising for the Australian Red Cross Bushfire Relief. How did that come across and you know, fill in just how much you actually raised for that?
1: Yeah, that was just, I think Canadians, you know, have a lot of similarities and affinity to Australia. A lot of Canadians have traveled there or done like a, a backpacking year like I did. Um, so when we were seeing the stuff about the bushfires, you know, I think a lot of Canadians wanted to help. So... The board just decided to, oh, let's do like a fundraiser and a bit of a raffle. Um, we'll get a few prizes. But when we started contacting sponsors, past sponsors, um, club members, um, just people who wanted to help um, raise money, we ended up doing a raffle, selling tickets for $10 a piece. But we raised 20 grand um, Australian. Um, and because of Charity laws here we donated it to the Canadian Red Cross and they donated it donated it directly to the Australian Red Cross That was amazing really like the the community support we got from from that For that Um, I think we came together in like sort of two or three weeks. We were able to raise that amount of money Um, And the club was trying to like promote Is trying to this year promote like a the hashtag better together Where we, we try to be a bit more involved in the community and give back where we can that sort of, you know, defied all of our expectations. How successful it was, and how much people wanted to, to give money. So it was cool.
2: Yeah, when you um, when we're going back and forth trying to work out a time and find out information, I was blown away that a club the other side of the world could raise that much money for down under.
1: Yeah, I think if you speak to a lot of the clubs around the world, they all sort of did a bit of that. Maybe raise more money.
0: That's a uh, fantastic effort. Having uh, family that were uh, very close to where those fires were I'd uh say thank you on their behalf um it's fantastic effort and um like you said a lot of uh Canadians do spend uh you know their year backpacking over here so it's it's we've always had even Aussies and Canadians we always say that we're sort of similar in the ways of um, you know kind giving type people and um I don't know if that's a stereotype or not, but it's uh, something that I've found with all the Canadians I've met that they're always a uh, kind and receptive type people, and and we like to think we are the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, Aussies and Canadians get along so well because I think we're pretty similar cultures.
0: Now, I I have one question. We did we spoke about your your trips and um, you know your nights out and all those sorts of things. I've got a question for you that. Came up with a mate who's uh he's been to Canada and he was I don't know if you're spreading rumors but he said after a certain time at night if you're you know outside after being at the pub at I don't know what time he said let's say it's four in the morning and you're you're not making your way home straight away that the Mounties can get quite aggressive towards uh to loitering around is that is there any truth to this rumor?
1: Yeah. No, the Canadian Mounties are always, always looking to help people and uh, you know, show you on your way. You might even give you a ride home. I
0: don't know. Oh, well, there we go. That's that's answered that question because he reckons that if, if you're caught out, those Mounties would give you a, a good hiding. So we didn't believe it. We thought, no, Mounties are friendly. That can't be true.
1: Yeah, exactly. They give you a ride on the horse. You must have dropped
2: I'm not going to drop any names, but he did appear in the last episode of the Cobra Chaos, So you guys can uh, go back and work out who it was.
0: Um. Um, so you mentioned that you've played yourself, and so how long have you been playing for?
1: Yeah, I started playing um, in 2002. Um, and then in 2007, I did my ACL. So that sort of took me out for two years. Um, but I sort of I got a camera in the meantime so I do a lot of the sports photography for the the club and I kind of run the Instagram account cuz I'm interested in photography so even though I was sidelined for 2 years I you know got into taking photos and I find that really cool to like be able to capture some cool moments um yeah, and share those photos with the guys so I'm yeah, 39 was... now so I'm probably getting close to the, the end when I should be playing footy but it's fun
0: to be involved That's... So we have uh, over here. We have what's called the the masters. So that's the over forties. We, right. we have we have over thirty fives, which is the supers, which I just started playing last year because I turned thirty five. So there's that. Uh, that's the next step for you guys over in Canada is get your your masters league together for the old boys. Yeah. Well, the problem
1: is we've got probably too many masters, and we kind of need some more young guys to. <laughs> do that.
2: Trust me, we understand that Then at Sandown. I think the core of our playing group are, are slowly getting to that age very quickly. Um, so you said you've been to one game um, before, which is North Melbourne Hawthorne at the G. I think you said it was? Yeah. Um, have you got any plans on coming back over here and going to see any other games?
1: Yeah, I'd like to. Um, I, I've always wanted to come watch the International Cup. Um, I don't know if that's really much followed or known in Australia, but where teams from around the world come and try to to play. Um, Obviously, Canada's always, a for the women at least, is always a good side, and the Canadian men are are probably more of a B side there. Um, I think Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Ireland are kind of the best teams for the men. I'd like to come watch that. I haven't been back to Australia since 2000. It's just a long way to go, and you sort of need a,
0: a good vacation break to make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you are a kangaroos fan. Um, favorite player? Yeah, who's been your favorite kangaroo player in the time you've followed them?
1: Well, it seems like they just haven't been that good in the last <laughs> few years. To be honest, I, I only probably normally catch a couple of games a year. Um, they do show it in Canada on the on the, the TV, tends to be later at night. Um, obviously, I think my my favorite player would probably be Mike Mike Pike. Just because he's a Canadian who won a grand final, like how cool is that? Like that's an Australian winning like the Stanley Cup of hockey. Yeah. So,
2: was that a big deal over like throughout Canada when that happened?
1: Yeah, it did make the news quite a bit. Like it was um, something that was covered a fair bit in the news. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what he's doing now. I think he's working for a bank in Sydney. I heard, but we've tried to try to get him to do some maybe speaking engagements or something, but. I
2: do, I do recall that after Grand Final because he actually was walking around the MCG draped in the Canadian flag yeah. and as Aussie rules you just never seen that before Like obviously in America and Canada when players win stuff they grab their flag from their country and in, in Australia that's not really something that happened so that was quite you know, strange to see on the MCG on Grand Final Day yeah
1: and I think the AFL is kind of pushing the exposure and the popularity of of Mason Cox just because they want to, you know, open up maybe some more American fans to footy, but,
0: um, yeah, it's yeah, need to see. Yeah. So, uh, Pat McAfee, former, um, NFL punter, he's got right into the footy now and he's, he's jumped on, on board. So he, hopefully he'll help spread the message of, uh, AFL over there as well. Being, yeah, a, sure. being an ex punter, he's, uh, Surprised he didn't get onto AFL earlier But that's the way it goes, I guess When it's...
1: Yeah, I saw that I think he, he'd he watched the watched Some footy in the empty stadiums when COVID Was on That was cool that he got all excited about it And we were kind of disappointed that that couldn't go on For a bit more because it was the only sport On TV, so we were sort of hoping that A lot of people would see it But he only got a few games out of it
2: Yeah, he got one round out of it Unfortunately Um. All right, so you're saying that grand final day it's about uh, what's nine o'clock, ten o'clock. It guys start your time that you said. Um, yeah. So what do you guys do for the grand final? Like exactly, you said you go to a sponsor. Is that turn into a big night or?
1: Oh yeah. Well, there is um, there's a bar in Calgary that used to be um, I think it's it's more of like a um, concert venue now, but it used to be like um, back in the '20s. I think it used to be like a movie theater, and it's been a dozen different things, but. One year we had it there, so we had this huge like, movie theater-sized screen playing the grand final, and then it was yeah, everyone enjoying their night as you do at 10 p.m. watching the grand final. But I think often guys wake up the next morning with a sore head and have to think and try to remember we actually won because the game kind of finishes at 2 a.m., so that's closing time in Canada. So, yeah, most people are pretty well-refreshed
2: um, we had- at the end of it grand final day here uh, my house every year and it finishes at six o'clock and most blokes wake up next morning saw head and try and remember who won the game
1: yeah i know one guy at least he uh he always ends up watching the game again the next day to (laughs) (laughs) to remind himself (laughs) what happened
2: the only bad time that's happened to me was when richmond won it in 2017 and one of our players is a diehard richmond fan crashed passed out on the couch and then i had to sit there and listen to him watch the replay about four times straight the next morning it was not fun for, as an SNN fan
0: yeah. alright so um, have you got across the Tiger King on Netflix over in Canada
1: I haven't watched it personally but yeah it's, it's all the memes and you know it seems to be the theme of COVID is the Tiger King so
0: <laughs> well, that's well, we can't ask the hard hitting question we, then um, about Carol Baskin but
2: one of the questions oh, that we usually ask <laughs> one of the questions we ask um, all our players that come on because it is a fair uh, was a bit of a topic in our groups was did Cara Baskin kill her husband? And we weren't gonna ask our international guests and then when we done West and Jamie brought up the Tiger King, so we figured, well, you know, we might as well find out the international verdict on if she did or not, but we'll have to wait to get let you watch it and get back to you for that one.
1: Yeah, I have seen all the meme jokes spoke. But-
0: I assume she did from that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's good enough for me. Canada as well, Rifty. Canada and Scotland both are yeah, great.
0: That's, yep. There we go. So how how are you guys um, dealing with the current lockdown and staying connected with all your players and members?
1: Um, it's probably the same as most clubs are doing. Like we've been doing some Zoom stuff. Um, you know, sort of uh, at home fitness with Zoom. One of our guys is sort of like a fitness instructor. Um, we've been doing some trivia nights, just some beers over Zoom. Um, one of the teams in Montreal in Canada started like a, a fitness competition. So there's teams from like Seattle to I think there's one in France that's part of it, and it's just like a, a sheet online, and you go put in your um, your workout minutes. We're sort of competing against each other. You might see that on Instagram. So it's just kind of that trying to get everyone to. You know, exercise on their own and stay in shape. And I guess we're kind of hopeful maybe we'll we'll be able to play a bit of footy at the end of the the summer. Um, Yeah, just trying to keep people connected.
2: Yeah, I think that's the um, mentality of everybody at the moment, it's just trying to make sure they're doing stuff for their sponsors. And I did actually see on Instagram that fitness thing that you're talking about. Um, If people want to go and see your Instagram and Facebooks and whatever social medias you've got to find out more about Calgary or just Follow you for your seasons coming up. Where can they find you?
1: Um, yeah, so on Facebook, we've um, just the Calgary Kangaroos will come up pretty easy. Um, same thing with Instagram. Uh, we've set up a new website on the internet um, that's worth a look, and that's calgarykangaroos.com, I think. Um, we're pretty easy, easy to Google. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Like most Australians, if they come to Calgary and don't know, uh, don't have any Australian friends or whatever, they just Google Aussie Calgary and normally we come up and they find out about the footy team there.
2: So, Yeah, very nice. Well, I'll uh, throw the socials up probably on our, on our own Facebook pages. But speaking of um, where you can find you, I was going through YouTube to see if I could find any videos of the Calgary Kangaroos. And for anybody that actually wants to watch the Calgary Kangaroos play a game, if you search them on YouTube, there's actually quite a bit of footage of them playing full games to proper commentators and everything. It was actually really cool to see.
1: Oh yeah, I think I commentated
2: uh uh I'm gonna to need to find that one now.
1: Yeah, me and uh Aido, Aido, or our uh, guy named Ado and like he doesn't take a breath when he's like you can't get a word in edgewise so <laughs> I was commentating with him so I had to interrupt him.
2: <laughs> I think that may have been the one that I watched and one thing I actually was quite impressed with was the explanation on, on the run of what was happening, why that rule was, why the free kick was paid, what the rules are, I thought that was actually more impressive than um, some of the commentators down here. Well,
1: maybe if I come over to Australia, I'll try to uh, get a job with you guys, maybe, commentate
0: a game.
2: Some of the commentators we've got uh, that commentate on the AFL, mate, it would not be hard to be better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's, uh, the,
1: the big tournament in, in um, America, the US Nationals, they always have this one commentator. And anybody who's played at that tournament knows him just because some of the stuff he says is pretty terrible and cheesy, but he's definitely well known.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm going for a search of that on YouTube straight away when we finish.
1: Yeah, his name is Rich Man. And he's always like, see if I do an impression, he's like, I'm Rich Man. I'm not a rich man, but I'm a rich man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> I'd still rather that than some of the stuff we get over here
0: <laughs> Gold Alright, well um, Thanks for joining us today We appreciate the time getting to To know a bit about the Calgary Kangaroos and Football in general over in Canada uh, Is yeah, there anything like, else uh, You'd want, want The people to know about
1: Yeah, if, if anybody's coming calgary way if you even if you're just stopping in like come have a beer or a kick with us or come down to training and uh i know personally i've i've traveled some places in the world i've played footy in sweden and in london england just because i contacted the local club and said can i have a kick and a beer with you guys and that was a pretty cool way to meet some friends and yeah it i was looking for new players
2: it seems to sound that uh when blokes that play aussie rules in other countries go on holiday or travel they seem to be able to connect with um, Teams from other countries really easily, which is nice. Um, thank you for joining us today. Might really appreciate it. As we mentioned before, we actually have an ex-coach, uh, Swooper, that lives in Calgary, so I think we might try and get a jumper sent over to him, and we can get him to present it to you's at some point once all this COVID nineteen business has died down, and we can go out and mingle.
1: Yeah, I'll try to get you guys one of these hats. If uh, you say it's hard to get the new era
2: caps, so we'll send you over one.
0: Oh, beautiful.
2: Shotgun that, Rifty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Um, check out these guys on social media. Look out for, you know, and if you are heading over to Canada next year probably because you're probably not going to be able to do it this year, but yeah, in the near future. And if you're ever down down under Aussie way, uh, we welcome you down to Edinburgh Reserve for a kick anytime. So, and that's the same that goes to any Calgary Kangaroos or any Canadian players looking for a place to have a kick in Australia, everyone's welcome down to Edinburgh for sure.
1: Sounds good, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, enjoy your Saturday.
2: Enjoy your Friday night <laughs> <laughs> in lockdown. Beautiful. Thanks, Matt.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Cobra cast. Uh, thanks again to Gareth Williams from Calgary Kangaroos for joining us. Uh, Ed o, where can people find the Calgary Kangaroos on socials?
2: Well, they can head to their website, www.calgarykangaroos.ca. They can hit up their Facebook. They just search at the Calgary Kangaroos Australian Football Club, Instagram at Calgary underscore Kangaroos and Twitter at Calgary Kangaroo. You can also uh, head across to AFL Canada on Facebook and also the www.usafl.com. Go give them a a look and find clubs all around North America. And don't forget to, if you haven't already, give the Sandown Cobras a like on Facebook and Instagram at Sandown Cobras FNC and on Twitter at Sandown Cobra. Sandown Cobras, I think it is. And... Our new website, our new uh, web developer president has created www.sandowncobbersfnc.com.au
0: Yep, beautiful. Go check out all the social medias and uh, Calgary put out some great content. So you can see the pictures of the bear on the field and whatnot. Um, Also, if you haven't listened or watched yet, go back and watch uh, and listen to our episode we did with Todd Morgan where we spoke about men's mental health and the things that uh, his organization he works for outside the locker room do. Uh, if you do need somebody to talk to, they're a great organization that can help. But also you can contact Beyond Blue, look up beyondblue.org.au. Uh but if you need somebody to talk to straight away, you can always contact Lifeline thirteen eleven fourteen. Um and don't leave it to too late. Check you up on your mates and and look after yourselves as well um but what else have we got coming up uh eto well thursday night mate we uh, did say that we're gonna be an every tuesday night
2: thing around the globe but we've got that many clubs lined up and ready to go that we just need to get them out so thursday night we are joined by jared roberts a life member and a former president of the thailand tigers so look forward to that one we've also got coming up tomorrow night phil dixon the, the former priest. so uh make sure you tune into that one. And I apologize for my state. That was one of the first nights we were recording and about five minutes in, I realized I probably shouldn't be doing it. So
0: have a, have a laugh at my expense. Yeah, it was, uh, luckily I was able to edit some of the, some of the stuff out, but, uh,
2: see if they can pick up which word I completely uh, (laughs) mispronounced and did not notice
0: until you told me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoy that one. Uh, Another great chat with another international club in Thailand, Tigers, was uh, fantastic with uh, what Jared Roberts and all the, the, the team over there are doing for for not only football, but for Thailand in itself. So it was fantastic.
2: One thing I have noticed, mate, in um the few places we've been around the globe is just how much of a community thing these clubs are in the world. You know, I sort of went into this thinking they were going to be the club, Aussie Rules Club, that's it. But what we're finding out, mate, is that they're more than clubs. They're, they do more for communities and I think a lot of clubs in Australia do for their own communities, and they do a lot across here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's been an eye-opening experience talking to these clubs, and we look forward to talking to more in the coming weeks. Um, but there's definitely things that we are learning, and uh, I'm sure others can learn from what these guys are doing to – to involve the communities abroad and because they have to to try and promote the game and recruit players, they've got to think outside the box. So they're doing some fantastic work. And Jared also has a strange connection. Well, not a
2: strange connection, but a little connection to Sandown. So make sure you tune in to find out what that is.
0: Yep. Awesome. So thanks again for tuning in uh, and look out for all the stuff coming up. This has been the Cobra Castle, the present VP. Thank you.
2: Hey Siri, play the cobra cast with the present VP.